Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. So your inciting incident disrupts your main character's balance and it forces your protagonist into a new course of action, one that he or she is not remotely ready for. Up until this point, your character has been going about his or her life adjusted to life as he or she knows it, and this inciting incident forces him or her to take a new course of action. He will resist it until he has no choice but to deal with it. Writer Unleashed is for you. A writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. What is an inciting incident and why do you need one? What types of inciting incidents are there? Where is the best placement for them in your story? And how do you craft your inciting incident so that it hooks your reader? Sometimes writers will launch into a story with this non-stop furious action The instinct is good, but what we don't get is the incident that set the character in motion. There's no defining moment that instigated the character's action through the story. So what is an inciting incident? An inciting incident is an event that happens near the beginning of your story that affects your protagonist and sets him or her on a new, unfamiliar path. It gives rise to the core story problem, and this will preoccupy your character for the rest of the story. So it sets your story in motion. It catapults your main character out of the life they knew and initiates the goal that your story is working toward. It upends your character's life. The story's conflict and your character's obstacles stem directly from this incident. How your protagonist reacts to the inciting incident reveals his core beliefs, desires, and motives. It ultimately forces your main character to overcome not just the external obstacles, but the internal conflict holding him or her back in life. 
So it's an upheaval. It could be something good, it could be bad or thrilling or confusing, but it will torque your main character's life in a different direction. It forces your character out of his or her comfort zone and into action. It launches your story. So it throws your character's life out of balance, it creates instability, and the rest of the story deals with the fallout of that earlier upheaval. Clark Blaze calls this the moment of then. The moment of then. It's when life as your character knows it is about to give way. And then the rest of the story will be an attempt to draw out the inferences of that earlier upheaval. And then the climax is that moment when your character realizes the true or the devastating meaning of then. So the inciting incident disrupts your main character's status quo, and it has escalating ramifications as your story progresses. It gives rise to the story's core conflict and all the events that follow, and it motivates your character through the story. Now, there are two main types of inciting incidents. Number one is the causal inciting incident. This is character-driven. So the causal inciting incident is the result of a choice made by either your protagonist or by someone else whose actions affect your protagonist. For example, a father leaves his family to have an affair with his wife's sister, and that affects your 10-year-old protagonist. Or a girl joins the army right out of high school, and this sets her on a new path. Whether what happens is a result of your protagonist's choice or another character's choice, whether it's positive or negative, it changes the trajectory of your main character's life. So a causal inciting incident is the result of a choice your protagonist makes or a choice another character makes that spins your protagonist's life in a new direction. The second kind of inciting incident is coincidental. The coincidental inciting incident is when something unexpected or accidental happens. It's a random event that occurs and it throws the protagonist's life way out of balance and it's beyond your protagonist's control. For example, in Neil Gaiman's fantasy novel, American Gods, Shadow is going about his life as a prisoner for a crime we haven't yet learned about. And when we meet him, he's been there for three years. He's adapted pretty well. He's about to be released in a few days, and he's looking forward to being home again with his wife. He's got a job to go to working for his best friend. And two days before his release, he learns that his wife just died in a car crash that morning and that they'll be releasing him earlier so he can attend her funeral. Now, the inciting incident is not his wife's death. It's when he meets Mr. Wednesday during his flight home to her funeral. Now, Wednesday knows about his wife's death. He knows more about Shadow than he's comfortable with. And Wednesday offers him a job 
which Shadow refuses, but it's the start of Shadow's journey to learn who he is. Walter White from Breaking Bad is a high school chemistry teacher who learns he has inoperable lung cancer. That's the inciting incident that changes his life and has escalating consequences. Because he believes he's facing imminent death, he wants to provide for his wife and son, so he starts manufacturing and selling meth. The inciting incident is not within his control, but it motivates him to do a total break from his normal life. So we have the causal inciting incident, the protagonist or some other character makes a choice that has irreversible consequences, and then we have the coincidental inciting incident where something unexpected happens that sets your protagonist on a new, unfamiliar path. In either case, what happens upends your character's life and sets the story in motion. So now that you know what an inciting incident is and why it matters to your story, here are four things to help you craft an inciting incident that pulls your reader in. Let's talk about placement. So number one, you want to bring it in early. Your inciting incident should take place in your first act. Once you've established the world of your story and your protagonist's place within that world, So where might you place it? Well, you could place it immediately. Sometimes writers will place the inciting incident at the very beginning, within the first scene. I once read a story where the main character was being held up at gunpoint in the very first paragraph. It plunged me straight into the action and hooked me immediately. The author then quickly acclimated me into the world of the story. Now, you do not have to lead with the inciting incident. It's a good strategy to delay it so that you can give the reader a chance to become acclimated to the character's current circumstances and the world he or she is in. But you still want it towards the beginning. It can happen later in the first chapter, but it still should be towards the beginning. For example, the inciting incident in American Gods happens on page 19 of the first chapter. The first chapter is 24 pages, so the inciting incident happens towards the end of that chapter. And this gives us time to acclimate to Shadow's world. We learn about his life in prison. We learn about his wife and how much he yearns to be with her. We learn that he's not like other prisoners. He's mild-mannered, he's polite to prison guards, which unnerves them. So we're immersed in his world before the inciting incident happens towards the end of that first chapter. But you want to have your inciting incident as close to the beginning as possible, at least by the midway point of your first act. Some writers bring it in immediately, in the first scene, sometimes within the first three to four scenes. Some writers delay it until the end of the first chapter. You just don't want to bring it in too late. If you save your inciting incident until too late in the story, you risk boring your reader. 
The purpose of an inciting incident is to set your character in a new direction. His life was one way, and now he's forced to navigate something unfamiliar. Saving that for too long means staying in a situation that's static, and readers probably won't stick around for that. Okay, on to tip number two. Your inciting incident should upend your protagonist's life. It should create a noticeable shift within your character. Your protagonist will start out in equilibrium. Even if they don't like their current circumstances, they've become accustomed to it. They've learned how to survive it. Shadow doesn't like being in prison, but he's learned to adapt and he's cultivated a certain comfort on the inside. In Gone Girl, Nick starts out with a beautiful big house. His wife is wealthy, so he's comfortable. He's stuck in a marriage he doesn't want, but he's become accustomed to his own unhappiness and he's found ways to cope with that deficit. But when his wife goes missing, his life suddenly changes. He's under suspicion of murdering her, and he needs to solve that problem, which preoccupies him for the rest of the novel. But it knocks him out of his reality and into unfamiliar territory. So when I say your character is comfortable, I don't mean it literally, just that your protagonist has developed some survival skills and has adapted to his or her life accordingly until the moment of then that jolts him or her out of that status quo, enough to compel your protagonist in a different direction. So your inciting incident disrupts your main character's balance and it forces your protagonist into a new course of action, one that he or she is not remotely ready for. Up until this point, your character has been going about his or her life adjusted to life as he or she knows it, and this inciting incident forces him or her to take a new course of action. He will resist it until he has no choice but to deal with it. Okay, tip number three. Frame your inciting incident in a scene. Now, there may be several scenes that lead up to your inciting incident, but the incident itself is a single life-altering event, and it's typically written as one scene in one time and one place. So your character enters the scene with a goal. He or she is expecting a particular outcome. For example, in Aaron Ralston's memoir, he expects his solo mountaineering trip will be adventurous and that he'll return home at the end of it unscathed. He's an experienced rock climber. He hasn't even told anyone about the trip No one knows where he is, so the moment he falls into the cavern is that moment of then. It starts a series of events that ultimately changes his life forever. Okay, on to tip number four. The inciting incident should spark something sustainable. It should be something that stimulates your character's choices and actions all the way to the end. 
it ignites your character's engagement with your story's antagonist. In American Gods, the antagonist is Mr. Wednesday. In Aaron Ralston's memoir, it's the rock that traps his arm and him inside the cavern. Dara Marks, a screenwriting consultant, explains in her book, Inside Story, that humans only ever act to make radical changes when the risk of staying the same is greater than the risk of changing. I also like the story Amanda Palmer tells in her memoir, The Art of Asking, which was told to her by her neighbor and mentor, Anthony, when she was a teenager. Here's the story. A farmer is sitting on his porch in a chair. He's just hanging out. And a friend walks up to the porch, sits next to him to hang out with him. And then he hears this awful yelping and this squealing sound coming from inside the house. And the friend asks, what's that terrifying sound? And the farmer says, it's my dog. He's sitting on a nail. And the friend says, well, why doesn't he just sit up and get off the nail? And the farmer thinks about this. And then he says, it doesn't hurt enough yet. So when the inciting incident arrives, the risk of staying the same must be more painful than the pain of taking definitive action to change. So how do you locate your inciting incident? Think of the one thing your protagonist does not want. For example, a husband and father of two young children finds out he has a grown child from a past girlfriend. A mountain climber becomes trapped under a boulder inside a desolate canyon. Once you understand your main character on a deep level, you'll know what they want, and you'll also know what they definitely do not want. This means your inciting incident has implications that your protagonist does not fully grasp yet. For example, when mountain climber Aaron Ralston initially gets trapped inside a canyon in a Utah desert, he doesn't know that he'll be trapped for five days and that he'll grow delirious with hunger and dehydration and that he'll ultimately have to amputate his arm in order to survive. So give your protagonist the exact thing they do not want. The inciting incident is the catalyst that will lead to your character's transformation at the end, but you need to know what your protagonist is changing from. Now, a great way to explore this is to free write on where your character was the day before your story starts. You want to envision your protagonist on the day before your story begins, when she had no idea what was in store for her or that her life was going to be upended. So who is this character inside? What deeply held beliefs will your story force him or her to question? What does she want? Where is he in his life specifically? Now, Your character may start out thinking that he has everything in his life under control, even if his life isn't exactly how he wants it to be. It's familiar. 
life has taught your character what to expect, and he's figured out, for the most part, how to safely navigate it. At this point, your character does not know that you're going to thrust her out of her comfort zone and into the world beyond her familiar territory. So write a paragraph or two that sums up who your character is at that very moment before you capsize his or her life. Okay, let's recap. The inciting incident is an event that affects your protagonist. It happens near the beginning of your story. It sets your story moving in a different direction. Clark Blaze calls it the moment of then. It's where life as your character knows it is about to give way. We talked about four tips to writing a riveting, inciting incident. Number one, place it as close to the beginning as possible. It may be in the first scene. It may be within the first three or four scenes. It may happen towards the end of your first chapter. Ideally, it's at least at the halfway mark of your first act. Tip number two, upend your protagonist's life. Tip number three, frame it as a scene, one life-altering event. And number four, make sure it stimulates something sustainable. The risk of staying the same should be greater than the risk of changing, and this will force your character to ultimately transform. So find the one thing your character does not want. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.